0: Change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today speak to me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we want to see the video to remind us of the series we're studying. Bibles you held up. We're going to be at Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12 with the title, Keeping Your Parents on the Honor Roll. (laughs) Growing up, did you ever wonder when and why your parents got so smart? I told a story in Sunday school. That was one of my moments. The other one was when I was in college. I thought I knew so much. Short on money. How many of you remember those days? And it was laundry time. I remember those days. I mean, you you had gone through all the. You'd gone through them twice. You'd worn all the underwear twice. You know all that stuff. Oh, I'm the only one that did that. I see. Okay, yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, I needed laundry done. I had a short amount of money, enough to do one load of laundry and one load of drying. That's all I had. So. Being a man, throw it all in there together, right? Mom said hot water cleans it better than anything. So uh, I threw a little soap in there with the hot water, went back to my room, waited for the amount of time I needed to wait, went down to get the stuff, put it in the dryer. It's all I had money for, right? All my underwear, suddenly, was color. Pink, to be a matter matter of fact. So I got to wear pink underwear for a long time. Until I got enough money to go buy some new ones. But my mom got smart that day. Because I never wore pink underwear when I was living at home with my mother. Of course, when I told her the story, she, you know, one of those, no, no sound comes out, but she's laughing so hard, tears are running down her face. Yeah, I got one of those. And she explained to me the difference in what a, a new word called separation. I, I learned to separate things. But she got smart. Any of you ever have an experience like that? I'm the only one. Okay, well. Yes. Fess up, people. Oh, I love all these women. No, no, not me. Whatever. Oh, my goodness. When Cindy and I were raising kids, um, she was a stay-at-home mom. And uh, stay-at-home moms are my hero. They are my heroes. And I, I don't know very many moms that would not want to stay home. But circumstances sometimes prevent that. But we were fortunate that she could stay home. And, you know, we struggle like everybody does. But uh, uh, nevertheless, she it was my turn to watch them all by myself. So she could have some girl time and get away from the, Children And I, I thought, really? I mean, how, how difficult is this? I mean, really, come on. I was never more thrilled when I heard the car drive in and the door open and the kids go, Mama! Never more thrilled in my life. She became my great hero. How in the world she did that every day, I never know. And I know I'm not going to get any sympathy from this crowd. I understand that. The Edelman Financial Services in Fairfax, Virginia, did a national survey on the worth of a mother. And it was based, the, the survey was based on the average U.S. salary at the time they did the survey. And the study reported that since mothers wear several hats, since mothers are on duty 24 hours a day, the typical mother deserves a full-time salary For 17 different positions, which would be a total compensation of $508,700 a year. Moms, sign up. Amen? And all you want is for that child to look at you and say, Great job, Mom, singing that song today. All you want them to say is, I love you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. If they'll just say that to you, that's worth thousands of dollars, amen. however, five hundred and eight thousand sounds pretty good. I mean i <clears throat> and moms, you matter, but dads, you matter as well seventy one percent of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes sixty three percent of youth suicides come from fatherless homes eighty five percent of youth in prisons come. From fatherless homes. I think you get the point. Parents matter. Parents matter. God's design was for a mom and a dad to raise children. Now we know that that doesn't always happen. Sometimes death, sometimes divorce, sometimes those things happen, and you end up being a single parent. But God's plan was for a mom and a dad to help raise children. And when God took a group of people out of slavery in Egypt and set them free, He took them to Mount Sinai and He spoke ten words for living the best possible lives they could live. Now we call them the Ten Commandments, but the ancient rabbis called them the Ten Words. They were words that if we applied them to our lives and lived by them, we'd experience the blessing that comes from living the way that God intended us to live. But right here, in this particular verse, in this particular word, is a shift. The first four dealt with our relationship with God, and now the next six deal with our relationship with each other. And it starts, the foundation of the family structure, the foundation of relationships begins with parents. And most of us know what the Bible says to honor our parents. Those of us that are parents want our kids to honor us. Now I love little Logan. Little Logan comes in on Sunday morning and he's looking for me or Chrissy. Today I got bypassed. He came and hugged Chrissy and then he left. So that little pecker needs to hug me before he leaps. That is the hugginest boy I've ever seen in my life. And we were doing the, Tina had the drums going this morning. You may not have saw it, but some of the kids were just kind of dancing right here in the aisle. I love it. Don't you love it? Love seeing kids dance. Love seeing, seeing kids respond. Because the older they get, the less responsive they are. Have you noticed that? If you've been a Christian a long, long time, in your heart you're going, I can dance. I could move. But I choose not to. <laughs> I don't know what we say to ourselves. But every now and then, it's okay. It's all right. Loosen up a little bit. Be good for you. Throw your hands up, but only go up this high. And it's a Christian church. You don't want to go this high. Just go down here. Wait, nobody to know. If you get one hand, it's, it's kind of wild, and out of control. That's okay. I understand. Honor your father and your mother, verse twelve, Exodus twenty, so that you may live long in the land and the Lord your God is giving you. So, why is it important? Parenting. Why is it important? It's because the basis of all civilization is in the family. It's in the family. Now the L B G T community has said, "But we're a family. Two men, two women. We're a family. Give us kids." Well, the problem is you can't get them. You've got to be. They've got to be given to you because in that structure you can't get them. God didn't design it that way. Amen. Now be honest, he didn't design it that way. You're going to have to have one or the other, or both of them together. <laughs> but they're saying that those, those are family units. But it's not the design that God had set up. And that's okay. Just relax, take a deep breath. Don't, don't go, 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 go bananas on me here. The basis of civilization is in the family because the world is made up of nations, nations made up of states, states of cities, cities of communities. Communities are made up of families. Families. Churches are made up of families. Families. And if we don't know how to be families, then our world falls apart because everything is built on families. And if we don't know how to honor families, then honor is gone. So we're going to explore this morning what it means to honor parents. And just as important, we're going to explore what it means to be an honorable parent. And we're going to be looking in Ephesians 6. So if you want to get those Bibles out and get to Ephesians 6, that's going to be the basis for what I want to teach you today about honoring parents. But I want to share three things before we get started that are very important. Number one, honor is earned, not demanded. Some parents make it next to impossible for their kids to honor them. Why is that? Well, it's because it's hard to ask your parents for advice when they consistently make poor decisions themselves. It's hard to honor a parent who makes stupid decisions. I'll wait. Parents, our job is to model good decision making for our kids. Parents ought to make good decisions. Kids will see good decisions made or bad decisions made. They will. If I make the same choices my parents made, you want kids to say to themselves, then I'm going to be doing well if I'll just make those kind of decisions. Because they've watched you make good ones. But adult children aren't going to ask relationship advice from a parent who begins their counsel with this sentence. Well, my fourth husband used to say. <laughs> Somebody who's been living together, married for, you know, multiple years, that's, that's kind of a foregone conclusion anymore, isn't it? They're gone. They don't see them very often. And that's sad. I remember somebody asked me how long i have been married to Cindy. And I said, 38 years. They said, really? Same person? (laughs) I said, yeah. Yeah. See, I just got her broke in now. I don't want to start over. Gee. Yeah, right. You believe that, don't you? Oh, listen to him. You can't demand honor. It's earned through a life of good decision-making and caring for the kids. Secondly, honor means respect, not obedience. And it's referring to adult children, but I'm amazed at how parents will put expectations on kids, and when they don't agree, parents think they're not honoring them. Let your kids be independent thinkers. Let them say to you, no, I don't like that. Then discuss it with them. Why don't you like it? It's okay to have a discussion with them. It's okay for them to disagree with you. Now, there's times when they don't need to disagree with you. There's times when you're the parent and they're the kid. That's the way. That's the way it is. That's the way life is. Quit trying to interfere for them. If they're playing little league football, let a coach yell at them. It's okay. Their little psyche's not going to get hurt. Man, they used to grab my helmet and rattle my head around in it, and slap me upside the head. Heavenly days you do that now. That guy's in prison. Boy, I, I, I said praise God for the little coach. Where, where's he at? What town is he in and state? Got down on his knees and said, the the school board said, you can't do that. He said, okay, I'll show you. So he did anyway. Got out in the middle of the field and knelt down. Got all the players around and then knelt down. Broken Arrow football team went to see Woodlawn, the new movie that's out. Twenty of them gave their heart to the Lord. (laughs) Wow, just seeing a movie? Wow. If you haven't seen Woodlawn, you need to go see it. Haul your kids out to see it. It's a great, great movie, and it's really needed at this time in our in our culture. When your kids are grown up, they don't have to take your advice, but it's not dishonoring you if they don't. But if you've shown them wise decisions, then they're going to learn how to make them themselves. But if they've seen you make goofy decisions, they're going to make goofy decisions. How can how can you tell a kid not to drink? Alcohol, when you're popping the top of a beer can and saying, now don't drink like I do, do what I'm telling you to do. Don't smoke while they're sucking away on the cigarette. You've lost. You've already lost. Clean up your act before you start trying to clean theirs up. One of the ways that you tell if you've been a good parent is that they begin to make their own choices And they begin to own up and take responsibility for the consequences of those decisions they make. We live in a time when it's always somebody else's fault. Amen? Grandma. Grandpa. My mom and dad, they were like this. That's why I'm like this. No, you're not. It's because you choose to be that way. I always tell kids, before you make that decision, run into the wall as fast as you can. I want you to run as hard as you can, headlong into that wall. It's going to knock you flat dab out. And when you wake up, there might be some more sense in your head. But you go ahead and run right into that wall. My kids used to say, well, I'm moving out. I'd say, give me the suitcase. Where are you going to go? I don't care where you're going. Get out. Well, you're. What? What? what, what? And Cindy would say, now I don't do that. The oldest two got in a fight one time. I, put, I, I got them outside in the backyard. I said, now finish it. And they looked at each other. They didn't know what to do. Corey was small enough where Jeff could throw him around, so he did. About two years later, I said, You want to do that again? Jeff said, Nope, sure don't. (laughs) Little brother got a little bigger, a little stronger. Cindy was in the house just about to beat me up. But I wanted to prove a point. Sometimes you've got to take things in your own hands, you've got to get them where they need to be. But it's hard sometimes, isn't it? But you know that you've been a good parent when they start taking responsibility for the choices they make and don't blame everybody else. Some parents use this verse to try to control their kids that you've got to honor your parents. Honor your parents. It's more manipulation than it is godly advice. Parents should be respected, but a parent who uses their position as a parent to exact something out of their kids. Should be ashamed of themselves. See it all the time in sports. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's a little league football game. Get off of it. Get over it. That kid may not be in the NFL. Get over it. Well, if my kid don't play, I'm going to take him to another school. Then haul yourself over there. We had one come to Jinx four years ago. He didn't get to start at Jinx, so he went to another one. Transferred to another one. Didn't get to start there. Transferred to another one. Didn't get to start there. Transferred to another one. Four years, his parents had to move four times and buy apartments in four different school districts so the kid could play football. And he still didn't start in any of the four schools. Why? Because he's no good! He's no good! And why isn't he any good? Because his dad made him think he was something that he's not. Get over it. The kid doesn't hit the ball over the field, over the fence in baseball or softball every time. Okay, get over it. Babe Bruce struck out more than he hit over the fence. Heavenly days, you know that God is in control of things because the Cubs are in the playoffs. Come on. <laughs> oh, Dave's just beaming over. There. That's right, man. That's right. Yeah, you know, man, this is, the imminent return of God is soon because the Cubs are in the playoffs. And then thirdly, the honor comes through giving, not getting. I read a story about a guy that was asked to speak at a, an event that a friend of his was being honored uh, at. So he gets there and, you know, this guy had, had gone and had, had worked in this particular city. And and he built relationships and he just became a real blessing to this city where this this friend was. And so they were honoring him. And so this guy was asked to come speak about his friend. And and the thing that struck the the guy speaking was that his friend was being honored because he learned how to serve and learned how to make others' lives better. You know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? When it's all said and done, parents, isn't that what we want is our children to be productive, to be out in the world and to make a difference in somebody else's life? Sure. That's what we want to do. Why do we take these guys down to John 3.16 so we can show them where they don't want to go? That's one reason. And the other reason is we, we want them to see beyond themselves. Amen? We want them to see beyond themselves. And that's what's important. So, what does honoring parents look like? Let me give you three three ways out of Ephesians 6 we we'll start at verse one. It Says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. And how does it finish? For this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Now it says in the Lord. Just because your parent gets up says, you obey me right now. You don't have to obey them. Well, you should, or you'll die. But you know, other than that. But if a parent's truly being a parent, the children are going to want to obey them because they know it's right. Because it's in the Lord. And if it's in the Lord, it's going to be right. Amen? So, number one, honor begins at infancy. It begins at infancy. If you want your kids to honor and respect you, you got to train them that way. In the Greek, the word children is technon, which refers to children living under their parents' roof. As long as you're going to live here, here's the rules you have to live by. Well, I don't want to live by those. That's when they're fourteen, right? Mark Twain said, "Kids are great until they're at the age of sixteen, and at sixteen you put them in, No, at fourteen you put them in a, a, a barrel, and you and you seal the barrel and feed them through the knot hole. And then when they turn sixteen, you plug the knot hole." That's what Mark Twain said. <laughs> I wish I'd have had that advice. That, that's good advice. It's good advice. We have got some on the front row going, "I don't think so." Yeah, okay. But once they're grown, they're out of the house, the relationship, your relationship with them changes. It does. But while they're under your roof and your care, that's the time to train them and to teach them. Honor begins at infancy. We teach our kids every day to honor and respect others. In Proverbs 1, 1 1-4, it says, These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. It's important to get the Word of God in And Proverbs is a great one to give the Word of God. It's wisdom literature. Pour it into your kid's life. They won't understand it, but keep reading it to them because it's going to sink in. It's going to sink in. The book of Proverbs was written for kids to learn God's wisdom. And they'll absorb it the more they hear it. Case in point, last Wednesday, our big bus was at the shop and so we took the little bus and the van to pick up the kids on Wednesday at the apartment. And so we're Get over there and they get on the little bus I'm driving. and uh, Usually Chrissy or Kathy are on one of those, but Chrissy was in the van, I was in the bus. Didn't have any adults on there but me, so we get back to the church and their practices. before they get off the bus, they always pray for the meal. So one little boy stands up and he goes, are we supposed to pray now? I said, no, you are. Well, I, I don't know what to say. I said, I'll tell you. So he turns around and he goes, everybody bow your heads. <laughs> I thought, a preacher in the making, right here we go. So all the kids, you know, they went down, and he, he and he leaned, and he looked at me and leaned, and I said, dear God, dear God. And it was great. Repeated the prayer, said amen, out they went. Isn't that awesome? Now, where did he pick that up at? He watched. He's seen it week in and week out from the adults that are working with him. That's awesome, isn't it? I think it's awesome. In 2 in, uh, Timothy chapter 3. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Parents, if you want our kids to honor and respect us later, we need to teach them that from the beginning, because they will model what's set in front of them. They will model what is set in front of them. And forget that. So, honor begins at infancy. Secondly, in in chapters 6 and verses 2 and 3, let's look at that. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. If you teenagers want to live to be old people, honor your mother and father. I love these looks up here. He's talking to us, and I don't like it. Sometimes it's hard to honor mom and dad. But honor begins at infancy. And secondly, honor is modeled parentally. You honor by showing them how to honor. The greatest gift a parent can give their child is the example of a mom and dad who love each other. Now, there's times when moms and dads don't love each other. Amen? That's right. They just don't. They just don't love each other. There's times when you you're ready to move out. I don't. I didn't sign up for this. Let's move on down the road. Whatever. I know. I got you. I got you. But kids need to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they will see the good and bad and the ugly. But they need to see more good than bad and ugly. Because when they see us behaving right, it creates a safe environment for them. Cindy gave me one what I think is probably the greatest gift, other than my children, uh, in our married life. When I turned 60, she uh, got our kids all together and grandkids, and they came to, to Jinx. We uh, we had a great day together. <clears throat> Sad it was just a little day, but it was wonderful. We went and had pictures made. The boys got out in the backyard and grilled on the grill, and the girls took over the kitchen. and Cindy and I got to just hang out with the grandkids and... Just have a great time. What a great gift she gave me. I will never, ever I've got pictures. I'm going to hang them on my wall at some point. I'll get them up on my wall. But kids watch. They watch how I act around Cindy. They've watched me growing up, how I treated her, how I modeled things in her. And I tell you, you got to be careful sometimes. I read this story that's so true. A guy, dad was walking through the house and walked behind his mom just her on the bottom you know I would do that sometimes men right We do that well little did he know that the daughter was watching behind him and she's walking along and she swats mom on the bottom too and mom says what was that for she said well I saw daddy do it so I thought it would be fun for me to do it they watch <laughs> they see it remember the old song I saw mommy kissing uh, Santa Claus yeah they see it That's why you put locks on your bedroom door. Come on, catch up with me. (laughs) Some of you are singing, precious memories. Kids are modeling what we do. We tend to parent what we saw parented in front of us. Second Timothy 1, a great verse. I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now, lives in you also, Paul's telling Timothy. He saw it from his parents, his grandparents, and now he sees it in his own life. Modeling godliness is so important. The other day, Misty posted a video on Facebook. It was Braden. He was, he was laying around singing. He was singing the song that they're teaching them back in the back. In the memory verse. Now, he has. He needs to work on his words. He's only three, and he can't really get all the words out. But boy, he had the tune going. Cutest thing I've ever seen. It just touched my heart. That other people are investing their life and their time and their energy into our children. Isn't that awesome? And our grandchildren. So I'm grateful for what they do. And I'm grateful that little boy is hearing. He's hearing it. Now, there's times when you wonder if he's hearing anything. He's one of those BB in a boxcar kids, you know. Just You never know where he's at. But he's hearing the Word of God. And he's hearing it right here. And he's got a mom and dad that reinforce it at home. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Honor is the Hebrew word Shabbat. It's a word that means weight. Honoring your parents is about giving certain weight to their words and, and, and their presence. So how much weight... Should your kids give to your words? Are your words so wise that they should listen and give a lot of weight to them? We drove over to Enid yesterday to, well, we went to see Mark and Amy. Ha! We went to see Brian, our grandson, because we haven't seen him much. And It took a little while. We had to get Mark and Amy to leave the house so we could just have time with him. And he, he warmed up to us. I found his tickle spot, and that's all that matters. I got him now. I got him now. Boy, he's a happy little boy. Why is he happy? Because he's got a mom and dad that love Jesus. And he's watching Jesus modeled in front of him. Amen? That's the key, folks. That's the key. But are your words wise? Do the kids give weight to what you say? If I could counsel every parent in this room, be wise. Be careful what you say, how you say it, when you say it. Be careful. If you want to argue with each other, do it somewhere else besides where the kids can see it. You know, because usually those arguments are pretty heated. But be wise. Follow Jesus so closely so that when you speak, your kids hear Jesus almost speaking the words. Be wise. That's why honoring your parents is the first command with a promise because... When a child has wise parents, it brings life into their lives that they won't get anywhere else. They're not going to get it at school. And they're not going to get it on the playground. And they're not going to get it at the Little League ballpark. They're not going to get it. But they'll get it from you. And they'll get it from the Word of God. So honor begins at infancy. Honor is modeled uh, parentally. And then lastly, verse 4, Ephesians 6. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Number three is honor is training for life. Honor is training for life. What makes a child honor his parents later in life is when they prepare him or her for real life. The older your kids get in high school, parents, do you sit down and work up a budget with them? Most kids will graduate from high school don't have any idea how to deal with a checkbook, how to deal with credit cards, how to deal with any of that. We just kind of throw them out there and thinking that somebody's going to figure it out for them. And they get in trouble financially, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do. I wish someone would have sat down with me when I was 20 years old, 18 years old, and tried to explain all that to me. I may not have wanted to listen, but at 20, I really needed to listen. And at 25, I wish I'd have listened. <laughs> This verse says, don't provoke our kids to wrath, but to instruct them. And I want to close with five types of parents that provoke kids. Number one is the invisible parent. This is the parent that provokes by never being around. Oh, listen, I spend quality time with them, not quantity time. Throw that out. That's a bunch of baloney. Carve out time for them. If there's anything I've learned... In 60 years of living and raising three boys and watching them raise their kids, is that you need to spend time with your children. You need to spend time with your children. Get with them. They want you around. I know they don't act like they do, especially when they get older. They don't want you around. They don't want to talk to you. It's so funny because Amy would walk out of the room, old Brian, he would just fall apart. Yesterday, Mama's leaving. I don't know what to do. <laughs> And you left me with these strange people. Who are they? Spend time with them. Spend time with them. And the more time you spend, the better quality time is. Do they see you at the ball games? Do they see you picking them up at school? Do they see you Taking them to school? Do they see you before you go to work? Spend some time. Carve it out for them. Find it. Boy, it's hard, isn't it? Gosh, it's hard. Because of the demands on our life, especially if you're full-time employed. And Gosh, it's hard sometimes to carve those out. But find a way. Find a way. Study after study shows where kids are asked if they'd rather have quality time or quantity time. And they always choose quantity over quality. Get in on the floor. Let them jump on you. They'll knock the phlegm loose from your chest. Just let them do it. If you're having trouble coughing up stuff, let them jump on you a little bit, man. Your whole chest will clear up. Quality leads to qual. Quantity leads to quality. These next twenty minutes. Don't say it. Don't don't say it like these next twenty minutes. You've got my undivided attention because that really goes nowhere. Tell them, say, man, I'm here for. You. Let's have. Let's spend the time today. Let's go. Go to a park. You can go to a park, sit in a chair and watch them swing. They'll think you've been with them for hours and days. But you got to find that time. Secondly is that in, indulgent parent. This is the parent that spoils their kids by buying them everything they want and never bringing structure and discipline in their lives. Here's how it plays out. You're walking through Target or Walmart or wherever and the kids goes nuts because they want something and for you to shut them up, you go buy it and you give it to them. What have you just taught them? I'll go nuts anytime I want something. It works. Because you give in. I love the moms that just, the kid falls on the floor and starts screaming and they walk away. And the kid looks up and goes, oh my gosh, they're not here. All of a sudden, tantrum's over. Just leave them alone. Just let them, let them act like a fool right there on the floor. And if somebody looks at you and says, what kind of parent are you? Just say, well, what kind of parent are you? Works both ways. Well, I'm going to call DHS on you. Please take them away. God bless you. Well, are they going to threaten you? Go ahead. Hey, you want them? I'm going to let him go home with you. You look like the kind of parent that could take kids like that. Go on, man. Then there's the inconsistent parent. This is the do as I say, not as I do parent. <laughs> I already kind of touched on that. Frustrates kids to no end. Because if you're not living and you're not practicing what you're preaching, why should they listen to you? Especially when they get to the teenage years. Why should they listen to you? What do you got to say to them? Boy, it's gotten quiet in here all of a sudden. <laughs> we got to be careful what we say to kids. Read a story that just fit the situation. <laughs> Dad's changing diaper of the sister's youngest brother. And the dad describes the poop as monster poop. So they're out getting ice cream a few days later. Put two big scoops of chocolate ice cream in the cup. And the daughter says, Dad, look, it's a monster poop. <laughs> All right. Consistency. (laughs) Number four is the insensitive parent. That's the parent who speaks rudely to their kids because I'm the parent and you're the kid. It's just the way it is. If you treat them with respect, they in turn should reciprocate that. Now, there's times when you've got to be a parent. You're not supposed to be their best friend. You're supposed to be their parent. But be sensitive. Now, if your daughter breaks up, has a boy break up with her, that's big time in their heart. That's big time. Because they fell in love. See, guys have the same problem. They just manifest it different. They put their fists through the wall. They try to jump off cliffs. They try to beat up people. I mean, that's how guys deal with stuff. So let them beat up the wall. What are they going to hurt except their hands? They'll break their hand. I had a guy try to beat up a tree. I just the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because a girl broke up with him. So he goes out and finds a tree and he starts wailing on this tree like the Hulk. Boom, 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 boom. And pretty soon he quit. I said, well, what are you quitting for? He said, my hands are hurting. I said, really? You idiot. He broke a couple knuckles and all that. But at least he found a tree and not me to hit on. I appreciate that. Insensitive. Be careful, folks. Be careful, parents. And then lastly is the instructive parent. And this is the best one. This parent teaches their kids to walk with God. Proverbs 22.6, you know it well. Train up a child in a way he should go, and when he's old he will not depart from it. A lot of parents believe that verse, and they're praying and hoping that that verse sticks in their lives of their own children. Because they raised them in the Lord, they've took them to church, they did all the right things, but then they see their kids starting to drift away from the Lord. It hurts their heart. But if you've planted that seed right and they've seen consistency in you and your walk with God, they're going to tend to follow that walk as well. Don't be discouraged. Hang in there and keep praying. Keep praying. Because we've only got one chance to teach our kids. About the Lord. When they leave home, our impact diminishes. Our goals should be to train kids so that they don't make the same mistakes that we did. But that begins with our relationship with God. I became a Christian at fourteen. I was kind of a late bloomer. Went to church a lot, but I, I never found the Lord. I didn't. I didn't see a need for the Lord. Tell her Billy Graham preached a crusade on TV. Remember those? He was preaching one night. And he talked about hell and he talked about heaven. And he said, you don't want to go to hell. You definitely want to go to heaven. And he described what hell was like. And, I, you know, I, my ears were open at that point for some reason. And why a 14-year-old would be tuned into a Billy Graham crusade on TV? And we had black and white TV. We didn't have color. But I was just so mesmerized by the words. And heaven sounded so much better than hell. So I went to church and made the mistake of checking on the card, interested in becoming a believer. (laughs) preacher chased me down until he found me. he baptized me on a Saturday morning. And I've never looked back. And when my children came to me at seven and eight and nine years old and said, Dad, I want to be baptized, I said, you're not ready. I said, Well, you mean I'm not ready? So you're not ready. And I remember Cindy looking at me real funny, like, Well, you mean they're not ready? I was baptized when I was six. I said, Well, you're an anomaly. You know? And she was. She was spiritual before she her time. But those boys weren't ready. I've watched how they interacted with each other, how they treated each other. They weren't ready. So about 10, 11, they, I thought they were ready. And I've been grateful. For their commitment to Christ. And I'm grateful for their involvement in churches. And I'm grateful that they didn't drift away from it. And run away from it. That being a preacher's kid. And it has its own set of issues. Being a preacher's kid. But they somehow found a love in people. That they stayed in church. And for the most part I want to thank you for that. Because you helped my children stay in church. Because I've been here longer than I've been anywhere else. But one thing that it was my job to do and Cindy's job to do was to pass on to our children a relationship with God. They need to see it in us. And then we encouraged him to develop it in themselves. I never will forget Corey telling me, Dad, I'm not, I don't have to be baptized. I said, and why is that? He said, well, you're the preacher. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> I said, son, we need to have a long talk. So We did. I was never more proud than the day that I was able to baptize my own children. And by the way, I'm not going to take, you know, if, you, if your kids come to the Lord, I want you to baptize them. You know, I used to think the preacher had to baptize people. And what I've discovered is, you're the discipler in their life. Why don't you do it? Well, I don't know what to say. I'll say the words for you. But I just think there's something special about it. In fact, I've had mom and dad's both get in the water. And baptize the child together. Isn't that awesome? I just think that's a special thing that only parents need. They need to experience that. I really do. David, Dave's been at this a long time. I, I guarantee he'd agree with that. There's something special about you baptizing me. Oh, preachers baptizing we, We'll do that. But man, there's something really special about you baptizing your kids. But one thing for sure, the greatest gift you could ever give your kids Is a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Show them and then lead them. And God will bless you for it over and over and over. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this morning and opportunity we have to understand how important it is to be good parents and how being good parents can make a difference in the lives of our kids. So, Father, I'm asking you this morning if you would just minister to the hearts of the people who have heard the message today. That Father they would understand and sense your presence today in their life. And Father, that they would respond. They they may not have they don't need to come forward to respond, but they can respond right where they are. But they're going to say to you, beginning today, I'm going to make some shifts in how I parent, so I want to influence my kids in the right way. God, would there be a parent here that would say that to you? I'm praying they will. God, I want to thank you for the parents who have been faithful to raise their children and who are heartbroken because their kids have kind of drifted away over the years. And God, I know it's a burden in their hearts and they feel guilty because they never intended for that to happen. But God, you know as well as I do that there's a point in a child's life when parents' influence diminishes. So God, would you just bring peace to the heart of that parent who, who did the very best that they could and reassure them of your love for them and your forgiveness in their life if that's something they seek and god will we just continue to pour our lives and our hearts into people especially young people and especially our own kids if there's a need today god would they respond in jesus name amen let's stand and sing our hymn of-